Good morning. You are listening to Open Lines Radio. My name is Mark. This is Shabbat Shalom with Brother Doug. Um, have some issues already this morning dealing with microphones and network connections and barking dogs. How's it going, Doug? Are you there? Are you situated? <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, we can let you catch your breath for a minute. What's been uh, going on? You sound sexy, Doug. You're not going to believe this. I what? didn't have you turned on. <laughs> uh, so what do you want to um, do? Nothing. We're going to we're going to cut this out since there's nobody listening before I post it. Okay. I'll okay. just cut that okay. chunk out. Yeah. So we'll just pretend like we just came on. 
Okay. Let's Good do morning. It. <laughs> I don't want to. Good morning. It's, it's a, a day of technical and user errors on Shabbat Shalom. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm here with Brother Doug. We've already had uh, some network connections, uh, my microphone malfunction, um, me not turning on y- your line. Um, <laughs> I know it's like the, the episode that's not supposed to happen, but we're going to make it happen. Yeah, it is, totally, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the third time we've done it, so it's going to be hard to keep it fresh. Let's just, uh, let's go a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you were talking about uh, getting sick. Yeah, so I, I got sick this week, and, and people might be able to hear it in my voice. Um, but uh, recovering now and feeling a little better. Things were, were touch and go there for the midweek. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's not all bad getting sick because uh, I, I, I took some time off. And I had two days this week where I just sat and I did nothing. And it was wonderful. And, and I highly recommend getting off the hamster wheel every once in a while. And doing nothing. You know what, you mean? Know what? That's funny because even though I wasn't sick... I found myself with some extra time off this week as well, uh-huh. and just because I had helped uh, some people that works, so like I covered some someone, so like they were covering me, and so I ended up with yeah. t- t- extra t- an extra day off, and I did absolutely nothing. And it's beautiful, but I'm having a hard it's, time it's a getting feeling. fired back up into doing something again. Well, I think I think there's a lot to momentum, you know, where you can once you get going, you just kind of keep going. Um, but it's a balance because if you if you keep going for too long, then eventually it all just kind of becomes mundane, and day after day feels the same. Yeah, it, it, it so, is a balance. Um, it's, though. it's a tricky it balance. balance because I'm, I kind of experienced the opposite of you, is where I finally stopped, and then that's where I, uh-huh. I kind of got sick. That seems like what happens with me. I yeah, go and go and yeah. go and go, and then I finally sit down, and it's like, oh, you're going to get be sick. <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah. like, I can't take a break. I'll get sick. Well, it's like the body knows. The body knows you need to you need to push through for a certain amount of time, and then it's like, all right, all right, we're done. I can just fall apart now. That's funny. Well, and you know that, that is there is something to that because um, it's it's fall break up here, and I've been thinking about it. Like the work weeks. Uh, so I, I'm a school administrator at a, at a high school, and the work week can get really busy. And just between the work day and then there's there's always something going on in the evening or the afternoon. And so it's often multiple nights a week um, at the school. And so I've been looking forward to this fall break. And uh, sure enough, the day before fall break is, is when is when it all fell so apart. It's good timing. Yeah. Well, that's and, you know, and that's the thing is I, I it was nice because I was able to sit and do nothing and not feel that sense of like, oh, I should be going in. Oh, there's stuff that needs to be done. It was like I. I knew I didn't have to take care of anything, so I did nothing on all day Thursday, and and it was good. Cool, it's good. I recommend it. Cool. Maybe, maybe not the getting sick part, but t- taking some time. No. Yeah. And if real. you do get sick, take some time. Yeah, you got to let yourself recuperate. Cool. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, I have been uh, pretty much just focused on Open Lines Radio this week. Almost yeah, too an annoying you, part. You said a lot of them. <laughs> but. I, like I said, I had some free time, so yeah, uh, put stuff out there when I can. You put a lot of content a out. A lot this of week. content out this week. 
I, I, I get yeah. three hours a day of live broadcasting, and there were a couple times where there was one time where I was down to only four minutes left in my twenty-four hour period, and then I, the other one was like I had like maybe forty minutes left, and mm. so that's a lot of. I, I started thinking, oh, am I putting out too much content? That's like three hours a day, but you know people can pick and choose, and they can go back and listen. It's not like it's in anybody's face, right? Right. So. When we left off last, yeah, um, you were talking about some things you maybe wanted to talk about. You've been fleshing those out. Yeah, so I've, I, I have been a little bit, and and um, yeah, we we were going down a road of a little bit of um, the the impact of of past on on our lives, and impact of the episode before of of events and places. And and I had some thoughts on that, but I don't. It's a little bit of of I think we can come back to that at some point. I want to go down a road that we um, that we went down. You're talking about like mindfulness and 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 breathing. Yeah. You know, breathing with intention, kind of yeah. thing. And that made me think a bit this week about the concept of panic attacks. And and I I, I don't know about you, but I've I've had a couple panic attacks in my life and. Uh, two only two really acute ones. <laughs> <laughs> only only two that were like just full bore, you know. And I've had other moments where they were. I felt like something was going to come on, but but didn't didn't uh, quite escalate. At least once a week, I, I say I'm having a panic attack, and someone says, "Why?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and so, do, do you really yeah. feel it? Yeah. Like like the the is it the tightness of the yeah. chest? Is it a is it sweaty? Yeah. Is it tight breathing? Yeah, what is that's it? exactly what it is, and it almost feels like you're going to throw up because, like, you know, it almost it feels it's like it's like that feeling of when you you screw up and get caught, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're like, yeah. oh, and you know, you just got busted doing something you're not not only that you shouldn't have been doing, but you were that you're embarrassed to have been doing. <laughs> that take <laughs> this feeling, it's like, oh. <laughs> so, so I want to explore that a little bit because. Because I I've thought about about the, um, the the common threads when when that I have that feeling, and and I I've found some common threads in my experience, and I, I want, I'm curious if you've if those are similar for you, have you ever had a panic attack that's just holy shit it's like the world's falling apart kind of thing I mean that's that can be a well what do you question, mean by the so. world's falling my I, my panic attacks come on out of nowhere. And I feel like I'm going to die. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Physically, physically, your body starts just doing shit that is um, a little. I'll be in bed of. at it's night. It's just it's not. I'll be normal. in bed at night, and I'll think I'm having a heart attack. I'll I'll convince myself that I'm having a heart attack, and I'll just have to like breathe through it <laughs> a little bit. And it's like I have to like uh-huh. turn on like uh, a. Netflix or something and have something in the background I can't have silence because I just feel like I'm dying but when it happens to me in the day I don't know, even know what triggers it it's just like all of a sudden I'm like all right <laughs> so do you do you get them in private then like when you're by yourself I'll get them in private when I'm by myself and I'll get them when I'm with people I used yeah. to get really bad have really bad um, social anxiety where I couldn't be out yeah. in public I couldn't like right. go to a mall without freaking out I can't, couldn't go grocery shopping without freaking, and I still Holly won't go grocery shopping with me because I 
get about halfway through and I'm done. But I realize yeah. it's not so much social anxiety anymore as it's just it's more of like I feel like a magnet and like whatever wherever I go, everyone in their carts are following me. <laughs> maybe you know it's probably completely. I mean that's just a, a, a different uh, mental defect with me but i just i have this feeling it's like what and i, I can see people adjusting their pace to like <laughs> slowing down <laughs> or speeding up to like get to where i'm going to be yeah i can't i don't know that i have that <laughs> <laughs> that experience but, but uh, yeah, i get them in private at night when i'm in bed mm-hmm. and it's and it, you feel it coming on and you do some reflective uh self-talk and yeah, stuff it's like, like that. you're fine you're fine <laughs> see I, I i remember uh you, you telling a story about when you were in high school in a biology class oh, no. and <laughs> was that a panic attack <laughs> was that a I panic attack or is that just oh my sick? gosh i don't know that might <laughs> no because all right you're gonna make me tell the story <laughs> well it's okay, up to you i was uh i think i was a junior in high school Maybe I was a sophomore and I was in biology class and they were, um, we were talking about menstruation and, and the cycle. And I don't know what, what happened. It was, it was, it wasn't like there was anything graphic. It was, I don't know if it was just bad timing and I got sick or if it was the subject, it might've been the subject matter because we were brought Mm -hmm. up pretty sheltered, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Sex education came from biology class. Your friends, yeah. Oh, okay. and porn. <laughs> <You're just kidding>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, so they're they're, they're talking about about uh, menstruation, and I don't know what happened. I got this flash. I got hot and sweaty, and it was more of a it was more of a whiteout than a blackout. But you're but you're just sitting I was in sitting class in class. Kind of thing. And I'm like, um, and and I just started getting really sick and sweaty, and I thought I was gonna throw up, and so I, yeah. And then I kind of started whiting out, like blacking out, and so I raised my hand, mm-hmm. like right in the middle of the lecture, and just said, "Hey, I need to go to the bathroom." <laughs> and the guy's like, okay. And as I'm walking to the door, I completely white out, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to open the door, but instead of turning the doorknob, I'm turning the, um, the pencil, <laughs> the sharpener, pencil on sharpener on the wall, and I can hear the teacher yeah. going, "What the." What? And like he, I, I finally I got the door open and I stumbled outside and just lay, I sat down on in the hallway, and he came out. And he's like, "Is everything okay?" And like I don't know what happened. So I just went outside and sat down for a little while, and it's so embarrassing. It all came it together. So embarrassing. Yeah. And then you know, as I'm telling the story, there was another instance where it was my first year at the Sundance Film Festival, and I was yeah. taking a class in college, um, a Sundance Film Festival class at the University of Utah. And to go for this class, you would have to go to. It was basically you got graded on how many movies you went and saw. And so I bought a ten pack. The student, because you got a really discounted price for, for being in that class, and, right. and not having been to Sundance anymore, I didn't realize the enormity of it. And like years after that, I would spend sleeping out in the snow to get Sundance tickets. But yeah. that day, I just show up on the day that everything's. Um, that the day things are going on sale and I'm kind of stuck with just getting what was left over. And and for this class, I had to see one documentary and the, the one documentary that was available when I could go was called sick, the life and de- death of Ted Flanagan, super masochist. 
Mm-hmm. I think I don't know his name. Something Flanagan. <laughs> and the opening scene is his penis on a block of wood with a nail nail getting pounded through. Uh. But that <laughs> so I'm sitting there. And I'm like, what? And and it was actually this pretty heartwarming story underneath the the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the masochism. And this guy had some disease in the way that I can't remember what's multiple sclerosis maybe. And the way he took over his took back his life was that he inflicted his own pain on himself. Hmm. And so he meets this dominatrix woman that they become husband and or he and they enter into a contract where he submits himself over to her and has to do everything she says for life. And there's a scene where she's shoving a big steel ball into his anus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that was the scene where that same exact thing happened. I got sweaty and sick, and I got up and I had to. I stumbled out of the theater across people's legs and feet, and I I walked out of the theater, whiting out, like through the you know the tape where they direct people around. <laughs> like yeah. pulled it all yeah. down and just sat out in the snow for a minute. Yeah, and and. Uh, the funny thing too is when I finally went back into the theater, I didn't want to make the scene to go back over everybody. Where I just embarrassingly was the guy that couldn't handle the masochism, you know, in right. a theater of people who were handling it. And I so I just sat on the back in the back. And this this movie, the 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 guy dies, but his wife is still alive. And so his wife was there to answer Q and A's. And oh. so as I'm sitting on the floor against the back wall, she comes in with her coffee. And she thinks I'm a chair. <laughs> oh, no. And she goes to sit on me. And she spills her coffee on me. I'm like, oh. So the lady who was actually inserting the ball that made me black out tried to sit on me right after that. Yeah, she sat on me. That's pretty good. That's There's pretty that good. story. I didn't want to talk um, about that today. <laughs> well, I'm glad we went there, though. Um, see, those those feel like stress a, a very acute sense of it's almost like when you see blood you know what i mean and it's like oh my gosh i feel like i'm gonna lose yeah. it and that i mean that may be like a similar sense of like that fight or flight kind of feeling and just you get the woozy um when i so i've had i've had two two instances where they had similar to that uh, the first one was when i was in college i you know and i was I was 18 or 19 years old so, and, um, and being 19 years old, roughly in, in Utah and not on a mission felt, felt very, um, weird anyway. I kind of felt like it odd. In Utah, and in Utah have, if you're 19, you go on a Mormon mission. You go on a mission. And so all my peers are gone. So I'm, you know, I'm among only a handful still in the state, um, at my age and, uh, of, of at least of the people I knew. And then I also I also have a baby face. I'm I, I'm convinced still to this day. I'm I'm 37 right now that if I were to dress trendy and have a have a hip haircut, I could go back to college and and nobody would nobody. Well, you as a as a as a high school teacher, you've had parents mistake you for the student before, haven't you? Yeah. When when I when I started teaching, people people would think I was I was a student. And and now as a as an administrator, um, when parents come, they say, "So you do you teach here? Do you work here?" And so and so it's it's been a thing ongoing my whole life. And when I was when I was nineteen, I just I was 
I looked like a child. You know, I was, I was, I mean, I'm tall, I'm six feet tall. So I, I was at least had that going for me, but, but, um, I just had that baby face. And so I, I struggled with confidence to begin with. And I, at that time, before I decided to go into education, I, I studied, um, uh, electronic media. And so I wanted maybe to go work for a, a sound studio or a TV network or whatever and, and do sound and audio video. And so I took this class in college where we, it was a video production class and we had to do these rotations where we, you know, we directed, we, um, did the sound, we did the, the video videography for, it was like a, like a news, um, production. And, but then we had a stretch where we had to interview people. And so I, I don't have a ton of confidence. I already, already kind of feel like this kid among older people. And a lot of them, the guys in the class are older anyway, cause they've come home from their missions and they're older guys. And I'm interviewing this, uh, um, athlete, this basketball, um, athlete for the school. And, and so we're sitting down and, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of self-conscious. It's, it's very public and I'm in the middle of interviewing him and I just fall apart. Like I just, uh, and it's, I, ha- I have the video somewhere. I'm sure I could, I could dig it up if I could find a, a VHS player <laughs> somewhere, but, but I have it in the basement somewhere and, um, I just, it, break down into sweating i feel like i'm gonna throw up and i have to stop and say hey i'm uh, i'm gonna throw up and i I go i go in the bathroom and and just sweat profusely get control myself and i go home and uh super embarrassing and and all that but but the second experience was one that um uh, really really fell apart for me and probably had a similar effect to when you were in the biology class um uh, i when, when i was in my mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And this, I was very active in my church at the time. I was called to be, um, they call the elders quorum president. So it's this, basically you're this leader of a bunch of guys in your neighborhood. And, um, I took that, that very, are similar very seriously. Age? Sit, well, they, they're adult, adult men. men. So they can be anywhere from anywhere from 18 to, to however old adult men are, you know, <laughs> um, all, all the way up to death. 18 and, to death. Uh, Yes. That's, and, that's our demographic, uh, interestingly enough. <laughs> wow, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, and, and I took that very seriously because I, I, you know, I was very, very active in my, in my church and my beliefs and all that. And, um, and when, they, when they set, they call it setting apart. And you go and you go in front of these guys and, and you have the leaders of the, of the, of the church of the ward there in the neighborhood. They come in and they, they uh, they call it setting apart. It's like they give you a blessing kind of thing. And then I had advisors. I had counselors, people who advise me. And so I had to stand up and set them apart. And it's part of this whole thing. And I um, had a panic attack right then. And it's in front of all these guys in the neighborhood. And so I men of I all ages. My vision. Men of all ages. Yeah. And I and I'm like my mid twenties. And so I, I'm younger than most of these guys, but you look like you're 16. I I look like I'm, I'm uh, just barely graduated high school, you know? And, uh, and, and so I, I have, I lose my vision in this. Like I, I can't see anything. I I could see shapes. Um, and my wife's there and the wife of the advisors are there and they, uh, they have us go stand behind our, behind our spouses. Um, and I, I'm like feeling my way around because I can't tell where I'm going. And meanwhile, everybody's looking at me and I'm sure I'm as pale as can be. 
and I'm, I remember like trying to feel like which one's my wife <laughs> and I'm, I'm like standing behind her. I find who it is and they, they do this whole thing. I kind of make my way back to the table and they do the lesson. That whole part's done and my part's finished and my vision finally comes back to me. And, and I remember everybody just looking at me like, holy shit, this guy is. We made a mistake. He's, <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and I'm sweating profusely. My shirt is just sticking to my arms and to my chest because I'm just i drenched in sweat. Like I felt like I took, took a shower. And, and those were like, kind of like my two acute moments of, of panic. And I think for me, um, it, a huge component and when I feel a, a sense of a panic attack is a lack of confidence. When I don't, when I feel like I'm, I'm faking it or I feel like I, there's no way I can do this or I, I'm not up to the task that induces a, a panic attack for me. Um, would you say you have a similar sense there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's maybe it used to be, it's been a long time uh-huh. since I've had like a, blackout lose vision panic attack in fact it was probably well i don't know mine all seem to be related to um major organs of the or sexual organs of the body because (laughs) because it's all i mean also it would be like during childbirth um not the child being born but like when my kids are born just seeing the epidural going in <laughs> that's yeah, the part yeah. I would in fact with my third kid by the time I got to number three I was out when they came in with the epidural I was I'd leave and I thought the last time I can remember like being completely embarrassed and in public where I was completely <laughs> worse I'm not even the one that should have been in pain <laughs> right feeling that at that moment um and and I don't know I <clears throat> the last couple of years especially my panic attacks are all just kind of discombobulated panic attacks where it just uh-huh. happens and I don't mm-hmm. know why it's happening because um, I think I've faked fake it till you make it or, or if well, you're doing, like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've got, you've gotten better at it. You're saying yeah. like, yeah. Like I yeah. think I've like, like I've, I'm pretty good at acting like I've been there before. Uh-huh. Well, I think there, I, I honestly think there's a lot to that because, um, like I was saying, that that last experience I had was, um, uh, it's over a decade ago, right? And I, I've been put in a lot of situations since then where yeah, I've been just as public, just as sense of pressure of, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm, I'm really going to be able to, if I could really do this. And I, they haven't resulted in a panic attack. And they, And I think there's a lot to the idea of, the more you subject yourself to a certain stimulus, the better you can handle that stimulus. In, in educational theory, there's this uh, theorist by Gotsky, I think is his name. Um, I might have got that wrong, but he has it's called the zone of proximal development, where um, in order for students to learn, you 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 have to stretch yourself a little bit. Um, if you go too far, then you're in the zone of frustrational development, and then the cons often outweigh the pros. But if you stretch yourself just a little, and you you eventually like catch up to that, and then you stretch yourself just a little bit more, you catch up to it. And I've seen that all I've seen that all over in my life, and um, I think it's similar to that. The more you're the more you're in those situations, the less stressful those moments become. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think like talking to a lot of like 
like like you said, when you put yourself in those moments, they become stressful. But I think it's because you get more comfortable around people. Right. And like like the I started the Hobo Safe Camp podcast like almost three years ago. And even before uh-huh. that, there's a previous version of the Hobo Safe Camp podcast that you can kind of find. You can yeah. if you dig deep enough in the internet, there's still it's, it's, it's somewhere. Out there. Yeah. And that was even like that was probably five years ago. And and the mm-hmm. whole theory of that was I just wanted to I didn't even want to know your story. I just wanted you to tell your story. And right. and, and I wanted to give a a a, 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 a place where people who don't normally get a place place to have an outlet for their voice could just talk. And so, in five years, I've listened to a lot of people talk. <laughs> yeah. And in doing so, and and I've connected with a lot of people just on in the online world, <clears throat> in the social media world, people st- complete strangers that I consider friends. And mm-hmm. and in just in that connecting with people, like thousands, I've connected with thousands of people on social media. And just in that, it kind of helps shed, like some of the the nervousness. Of, well, I think it, it puts things in scale. You know what I mean? I think that's it, maybe a, a common thread is you think a moment's bigger than it is, kind of thing. Um, and and if you, you say you've you've interacted with a thousand or thousands of people, those interactions don't necessarily feel as. Um, I don't know, consequential to the point of where it would induce a ton of anxiety. Right, because, well, that, right? There, there's the, the safety of, but especially if you, if you, you can be as anonymous as you want online, you know, uh-huh. you, most, most yeah. people choose to be themselves because Facebook forced you to be yourself. But before Facebook, there was MySpace and MySpace was cool because it was my first MySpace account was called, I think I was called in ether and it was a picture of my eyeball, you know. <laughs> and you put and you were connecting with people on your on the things you were posting, the music you liked, and um, the, and those kind of things. And then Facebook came along and every and forced you to use your real name. And then mm-hmm. everybody started like catching up with old friends and right. realizing why they hadn't kept in contact with old friends <laughs> and right. all these things. And, and and then and actually learning the opinions of their of their friends and being like I didn't know that about uh-huh. you, <laughs> right? And and now you can kind of yeah. go back with some of the other ones like Instagram and stuff, and you can start an account. I always whenever people tell me like I want to post stuff, but I'm afraid my family like when I was doing a lot of tarot readings, they're like I don't know that my family would. I don't need my family seeing that side of me. And it's like well then start another one. I have I literally have ten Instagram accounts. Yeah, and you can express yourself as whoever yeah. that person is <laughs> and you can and you can play with being someone else before you actually bring mm-hmm. that element into your real world version right you can practice no that's that's pretty powerful um to, to I, I think there's a lot to you should try that anonymity Doug. uh well you know what i i so my i have an instagram account it's it's semi um you can't search my name and find me. Um, so and I haven't tagged you anything. I've been respecting your privacy. So as far as well, and well, you could if you if you would like, um, because I have been I've kept close contact or, or uh, I've been kind of scrupulous is what I'm trying to say on who I've allowed to follow me. Um, 
But uh, now that I think about that, don't. <laughs> there's a few people who, who I don't want to. Um, but uh, Doug will find you. you don't find Doug. I, that's exactly right. <laughs> but uh, I, I think there's a lot to it because I I don't post on Facebook anymore because it's all all the people I work with, all my neighbors, all the people that I one I don't. I don't care to know what they think, but really more importantly, I don't care to share what I think with them. And, and then it's not, and that's not try, to try to be arrogant or anything. It's, it's just, just a matter really of like being attacked and defending I don't, it. Yeah. I, I, I know we won't agree and we don't need to agree. And there's no reason for me to, to sit and have that dialogue if we don't have to, because we get along just fine right now. And so, and so why go down that road? And so that's why I, I've gone to this, um, you know, a different Instagram account, which I don't post a ton, but it's it's a little more anonymous. I've only brought in people who um, I feel like I can still be a little bit more like myself. Even that's changed a little bit because there's still a lot of family and whatnot well, on there. Look, and, look to the and kids. Some people I work this with. This is what the kids are doing. I have I have high school and college age kids, right? And they keep they they do it. They they live in both. They they walk both worlds. They have their personal. Right. They have their Facebook accounts. So that their grandma uh-huh. and their cousins, and it's, they basically only post stuff that is, if they don't brag, but it's only stuff that if somebody saw it, they'd be like, oh, I wish I was doing that. And, and they use right. that too, because colleges, <laughs> when you're applying to colleges, they'll look you up online. And when you're applying to jobs, mm-hmm. they'll look you up online. So they keep yeah. their Facebook immaculate. And I don't even have to tell them, like they right. just know. Because yeah. that's where the world's well, looking. And that's where like, like yeah. their, their grandma from another state is going to, pipe in with her two cents yeah. and they don't want to hear the two cents right. so they keep it completely clean and then yeah. they have their alter egos i mean they even have a couple of instagram accounts where they have their personal instagram account for the the family members that want to come try and search their name and find them and then they have their other ones that are private that i don't even look at. <laughs> i don't, don't know. know i don't look at i don't yeah. follow i don't yeah. want to know right i wouldn't want my parents looking in on me <laughs> at yeah 18 Totally, and so, and I don't, and it's like it's like it's like when you take. I mean, they're the people who have said social media has ruined everything. They're the ones that are like, they're probably the ones that are like make ruining it, ruining it for everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there was a world <laughs> where you didn't know what your kids were doing. Yeah, and that's the world that it's, it's supposed been to be that way. Yeah, they tell you yeah. later in life when they can't be punished anymore. The shit they did exactly. You know? <laughs> well, there, you know that there is there is. I mean, we weren't going to go down this road, but it's here we right. are. That's 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 where we're going. That's good. Um, so, for example, part part of my job is it's it's interesting because I went in education because I I want you know I, I I wanted to be a teacher. I really enjoyed working with students in the classroom, and um, and then I eventually went into administration and part of the administration is you're a little bit like Ed Rooney, you know, right, from Paris yeah. Bueller. you're like your policy, <laughs> your, your policy enforcer. And there have been so many times where it's like, Oh man, I'm such a damn square. And it's like, Oh, I know you feel this way, but your policy and here's the consequence and all that shit. And, and, but, but there's, you know, and there is value to that. And, and, and I, I do that because that's part of my role as an administrator. But what you find all the time is that, um, if if people feel like they're going, if, if there is a if there's a consequence associated with it, um, they're not going to tell you the whole truth. You're not gonna you're not gonna find out all of that stuff. 
and it's it's a total normal reaction um, to to only tell what um, what people want to hear because you're you're gonna you're gonna suffer the consequences if you you hear the whole thing and and that's the truth of our children there's no doubt about that right well, it's always been yeah yeah and and it's a fine line because then you have to figure out like how much how much you know like as a parent um, I you know I want to establish a relationship where my kids can tell me stuff but then there's another part of me that's like well there's going to be things I know I don't want to hear. And so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have my natural reactions. And so it's how much of it is, how much am I okay with just not knowing versus how much of, am I, um, going to have to accept that they're doing these things? Yeah. I, I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a fine line. Yeah, it is. But and it's, it's funny too, because it like goes back to what I was saying at the beginning where my panic attacks come as a result of feeling like I got caught. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Totally, and and, and uh, if you could figure out a way to lessen that embarrassment of getting caught, right? That's what they do. They just have these yeah. weird names, and then when you you stumble across it, you're like, "What? Where did you get that name from? <laughs> How did you come up with that?" <laughs> and you you want to be proud of their artistic expression, but at the same time, you know if you peer, if, if it's like a. Uh, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> like once your uh-huh. eyes view it, you've ruined it. <laughs> right. And for them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so So I mean I, I know it's true with me. I know like the the art I've put out and like the the books that I've put out as soon as I found out my mother purchased one on Amazon.com, I was horrified. Yeah. Well, and it's this weird it's this weird balance because like on one hand, on one hand, you want to you want to share in what you're doing, but on the other hand, you don't. You know what I mean? On the other hand, you you want to you want to have that space where you can be your authentic self, and um, and when and when you know like your authentic self is going to cause pain or it's going to or cause frustration or lead to an argument, it's uh, obviously better just to just to try to. Uh, um, kind of find those spaces where you can do that without without that. Well, but, that's what I always um, thought. It's like like you, you want to put your you want your authentic self to exist in spaces where it doesn't have to defend itself, where it can yeah. just exist. So like who yeah. care? Like I know that everybody says like why can't my mother just see me for what I am? Uh-huh. And it's like yeah. why does it matter? Just let her see you for who she. <laughs> need you to be and then go be who you are around people who accept who you are yeah because that's the reality is we all have our we all have our public and private selves and and uh and that's okay i guess yeah you know be a peacemaker yeah yeah we have well we have thanksgiving coming up don't be so like don't be the one that has to like exert your your presence into Thanksgiving dinner. That's the asshole. Let your yeah. uncle rant. <laughs> you know, but speaking of that, what do you think <laughs> to go down another road? Let's do it. Um, what, uh, when, when you're in those situations, you know, the, the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Uh, so my, my inclination is to always just, 
so I, I'm in situations somewhat regularly on a on a Sunday dinner with people I love that uh, don't I don't see eye to eye with politically and um, and and I often feel I'm in their home. They made me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I, I'm not I don't I don't address it. But every once in a while, I'll get something where I feel like I need to, and I inevitably always walk away from that feeling like, man, I should have just let it go. Like, I, no, we we didn't change each other's mind, and um, and I'm and I'm just and I, now I kind of look like an asshole, and um, because even though even then, though you then, felt righteous in your what you were saying, they think you're uh-huh. the asshole because you're going against them in their home, right. Right. Well, and, and, and then the other side is though, I also, if I, if I don't say something, I will come home and usually it's Jamie who ends up having to hear me (laughs) rant. And here's, here's why, here's why this is how it is. And here's why that's how it is. And, um, and I can't let it go and it just gets under my skin and it's just this constant turmoil. And I also do think, I do think that part of the problem is that we, people can no longer dialogue with one another without um, like we, we've kind of, we, we've kind of gone to our echo chambers and we often only share our opinions with those who have like opinions. And, and here I just advocated for that on, I mean, 10 minutes ago, but I do sometimes wonder if that's the problem, you know, of, of people, how are people to really often we characterize, we create a caricature of the other side and, and so I, I know there are individuals who look at my view, who I love and care about, who have created a character of my beliefs and my thoughts and feelings about politics or whatever. Um, and there's no way for them to see that it's different unless I address it. But every time I address it, I often find that it didn't, didn't solve the problem anyway. They still, it's still, they still view it as a a different caricature and so i i personally have not found the right balance there i have just chosen by default just not to address it and maybe that's the wrong decision well it's well it's, I but, but i mean now now turn it now turn it around and it's, it's like you uh-huh. say we're only people you're only having um dialogue with people who um have the same opinions yeah well now you you go into a dialogue with them but instead of like trying to be the one that shows them the alternate path. Now you have uh-huh. to be the, now you have to go in there and try to understand why they are saying the things they're saying. Like like put your like literally like like how, why are they saying these things? Instead of going in to like try to change their mind, go in to try mm-hmm. to figure out what it is that why would you, they think that? And and yeah. actually like like put yourself okay what what would it take to think like this? <laughs> you know right and, and think like that right and. And that's when, like, when it's, I think it's when it's, it's through example. And cause when you, like you say, like, it's so when, when it, you're not changing any minds, you're just having arguments. So uh-huh. you have to like be the one that's the diff, like the one that you, they know has the different political opinions and the one that's completely opposite in their way of thinking. And you have to uh-huh. be the kindest, most gentlest <laughs> little lamb yeah. or they, because yeah. That's what happened to me. That's why I got run out. I mean, quote unquote, run out of town, or I left. I left because yeah. here I thought I, I was on Facebook thinking all these all these people were saying these hate filled things, 
And then right. as soon as I would say, hey, you know, that's pretty a pretty nasty thing to say, they would yeah. turn on you like wolves. You're filled with hate. Why are you so filled with hate? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I still can't have a conversation, text or spoken, with our mother where she doesn't tell me I'm filled with hate. And I'm like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that's just not true. And I don't understand why it happens. But I think, like, I do it too. The people that talk about other things, I'm thinking they're filled with hate. They're thinking I'm filled with hate. So we can't expect them to understand us unless we can understand them. You can, if, once you understand them, you can start speaking their language a little bit better. Right. Well, that's definitely true. But what's probably uh, one of the things, uh, I don't know, maybe in this whole Trump era that's um, I've really come to believe is that often for, for most people, what matters most is just being right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you're wrong, because, because there's a, because the notion of like trying to understand where it's coming from, I, I totally agree with that. And um, but what's been really hard for the last few years is trying to understand, like, how can you agree with this? You know, like, like it seems so it's for things that seem so obvious of like, this, this is clearly insanity. Um, and it's, it's defensible, it's excused. And that's the part really the last couple of years has almost made me think like, really, maybe the argument's fruitless because, because clearly it doesn't matter. Um, because you can defend a guy who does asinine, absurd things asinine daily, absurd things, <laughs> and and it doesn't matter. And so, and so I don't know. It's it's um, shit, man. That's, it's that's it's, the frustrating uh, part. It's hard. I I want to mm-hmm. exercise. Sometimes I I'll be watching. Um, we don't own a TV, so I get uh-huh. all everything streaming. We've cut the cord, right? But yeah, sometimes. But uh, CBSN is a great free source of news. That's, that's where uh-huh. I get my news because it's free. And uh-huh. sometimes I want to exercise my Second Amendment rights just to go buy a gun and shoot the iPad. <laughs> you know, like, I can't believe. Like, you'll see this stuff happening and you'll see the outrage and you just look at it and you go, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Tomorrow he'll call it fake news and yeah. it'll all just, we're on to the next. None of it matters. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, you know, I mean, we, we could go on forever. I mean, the, the blatant, the blatant attack to me on the first amendment and, and to, to journalism and the free press is, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious it's, it's right in front of our faces and, um, people are cool with it and it's, you know, but it, it's, I don't know. It, uh, it's frustrating. It's maddening. And, and you know what, what makes it even mo- more maddening is, so for me, I, I live in Utah, which is, and, and I live in the suburbs of Salt Lake City, which is um, just as conservative as as can be. And um, the type of things I heard people say, um, when, you know, when the other side was was in control, and just the um, the madness and the the kind of over exaggeration of everything, and then the, the moment. Um, the tables have turned it's there's a complete unwillingness to 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 look and maybe that's natural maybe that's a natural thing is once you're in power and once you have um 
you know, it's like I said before, it's all that really matters is being right. Um, we have a, a family member who, who, um, has said to, to another family member of ours is I just, I just don't want, I just don't want the other side to feel like they're right. And I think that to me is more than telling of, um, of, of like where we are in America. Well, we just we it's it's I think it's a human thing because it's like look at with everyone has their teams, <laughs> you know you have your yeah. your sports teams that you like yeah. and and there's been yeah. I'm sure more than one fatality because of a fight over a sports team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're tribal, man. <laughs> and, we are tribal. And you choose your side, and even when your side sucks, if you look what happens when you have a sports team and your your team sucks and you kind of go for another team, yeah. you, you uh, jump ship, and when your team comes yeah. around and they, you like it, you're a bandwagoner. You, you're never yeah, allowed yeah. to just like what's good. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you have to choose yeah. a side. Oh, shit, man. I've been guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's so it's true, it's very true. Yeah, I'm a judgmental and, uh, prick if you're wearing a BYU shirt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. so, so that's why I say, like, I don't know, man. You're a bigger man than me. If you can do a weekly dinner, I ha- I can't do a yearly dinner. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much, man. Because it's just it's like you say. It just there's. I just wish I wish nobody shared any of it. Like the the there's a old saying like. Never, never talk with your family and friends about sports, art, and politics. Yeah. Well, and or, or religion. religion. That's that what I meant. Religion, art, and politics. Um, <laughs> sports, the same thing. Yeah. Throw that in there too. Yeah. Well, and and uh, that's for me. I, and I, I'm a bit personally. I'm a. My my nature is I'm a bit of a pacifist. I I am not aggressive. I was never good at sport because I never really cared if I won. Um, and and you sound like a Democrat. Like I, <laughs> well yeah totally. And uh, and and I, I just I don't find a lot of joy in in like the tough guy stuff. And uh, so so for me my my go to move is change the subject. You yeah. know. And uh, whatever the common ground is, and there, I heard something recently that said if you want to, if you um, want to start a good dialogue with somebody, or he said you either compliment them or you ask them a question, and the conversation will go, and you can go all sorts of places, and maybe that's a good you move. You can go hours without saying a word. If you just let other people yeah. talk. People are just dying to to be heard, and so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I I used to be a pretty big hothead. I used to not, never walk away from an argument that I thought I was right on. But I don't get into that anymore. And I I let people talk and I nod and smile. Yeah, it, it's th- that. Uh, I think that gets you far. I really yeah. do. And like you say, you go home at night and there's got to be an, an unlucky person that gets vented to. <laughs> it's got it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> And, uh, you and know, now we have this. He that, can go there too. So there's other, that's there's right. other outlets. Yeah. <laughs> and so, maybe you will change so some got, minds out there if you just put it out in the right place in the right way. But there's some people that they're just not like you say. They're just so concerned with the other side. They just can't. It, the fact that the other side is right eats them up more than they were wrong. 
Well, and there's also an element of I. There are some perspectives I, I genuinely think people just can't see. Like it's like it seems so out there and foreign to them, and against like what they've come up with, um, or like what they've been brought up with, that the notion just seems seems absurd. And um, you know, not not to keep going, but like like if you, for example, you look at single pair for somebody who who is is in a perspective of of like you don't um, you know communism socialism is bad and it's it's awful no matter what um, the, the idea of single payer healthcare seems seems absurd um, and and the end of the world kind of stuff but but really we we do we we have all sorts of socialized programs within our our existence now um even even a lot of those same people who who will fight against socialism brought their own children up in a in a socialized public education system and um anyway it it just it's it's sometimes it just seems hard though to to see the to see that perspective and Anyway, we we don't need nope. to go down that road. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, man. But yeah. <laughs> I'll keep those words and to I, myself. I, yeah, I agree with yeah, you, and but and, and, I'm not sharing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, those are days. And those so, are for a Friday morning when nobody's listening. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, and that's one of those things where you know, uh, not saying I'm right. It's just a, a, a thought. Yeah. Well, let's, let's let's wrap this. Let's circle this back. Let's circle these wagons back around. Yeah, yeah. And, and, for real. Uh, Let's talk about your anxiety. <laughs> what what are your coping mechanisms? Like like I, I have a I have a panic attack once or twice a week. They're so common that I I I can deal with them way better than I used to be able to deal uh-huh. with them. Um, but what what about you? You have uh, what's the frequency and how do you cope with them? So I I don't have them very frequently. I have moments of like self-doubt where I feel like they're, they're coming. I had a, I had a meeting, I was in a meeting last year. Last year was a unique year right, where, um, I just had some changes in my job. I was given some, op- I was, um, put in some schools with some unique challenges and it was like this opportunity where, okay, if this opportunity went well, I knew it would lead to other opportunities. And, um, I, I remember sitting in a meeting and they were talking about special ed law and, and, and I was over special ed at this particular school. And, and, um, I just, I felt like I was going to have a panic attack right there in the meeting. And just like, I, I, I'm faking it. I'm not, I'm not the right guy for this. So all that kind of stuff. And, um, fortunately I wasn't, I wasn't in public. I was around people, but I wasn't, the spotlight wasn't on me. And, um, I was able to just self-talk, like just breathe. And I, I, I was breathing and I was just, you know, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it right now. And we're, we're good. And just kind of like focus on some sort of mantra of some, of some sort till it went away. Um, and when, and when, um, I'm home, I give myself permission just to talk to myself. Um, and, and it's, it's weird for those who you live with, uh, to live with someone who talks with it to themselves because, and it's embarrassing when, when I, uh, not knowing that somebody came up the stairs and here I am talking to myself, but honestly, I, I got, I'm, I'm a verbal person. I have to verbalize my thoughts. I, 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 if I have an idea, I can't sort it through in my head without without vocalizing it. I either have to talk to somebody about it, and if I can't talk to somebody about it, I just talk to myself about it. And that has been huge. And I give myself permission to just talk to myself. If I'm prepping for something that I know is stressful, I go downstairs and I talk to myself. I, I just, I talk. And dialogue matters. 
And so to me, that's been a huge factor. What about you? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like, because uh, talk therapy is such a big thing, just being able to talk about your problems. And if you don't have someone that's willing uh-huh. to listen, just be willing to listen <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, totally. You'll probably hear the craziness in your yeah. in your own thoughts. Is that what you find? You find like when you say it out loud, you're like, all right, well, that wasn't as good of an idea as I thought it was. Um, or, well, when I say it out loud, it usually, it, it, yeah, I guess that's the way to put it. It, it doesn't, I'll find, I'll find the holes right. in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I, this sounds like such a great idea, but then when I start to vocalize it, oh, I really, sh- I can't really vocalize it the way I thought. Right. You start pitching you know, there, it there's, to yourself. There's some gaps in it. Yeah. And so I find that pretty regularly. And that's, that's really important because here's often what causes me stress. I'll be in a situation. Um, I'll think in my head that everything's cool. I'll start going down that road. I'm like, shit, I, I, I didn't think this through enough. And where, whereas if I talked to myself in the past, um, I, I came across, I encountered that little hiccup before. And, and then I find, okay, so what do I need to do when I encounter that? And, um, sounds silly, but like that, that gets me through a whole lot of stuff. It's just prepping. And when I was teaching, I would do the same thing when I started teaching. Uh, and it took forever and I eventually didn't have to do this, but my first year at the night before I would go through my lesson, I'd talk it out. And, um, and I found like the holes in it and, and that made, it made me a better teacher. And you can't, I, I don't recommend doing that for teachers. Um, just because you'll, you'll find when you teach, you spend your whole life, um, prepping and planning and then you have to do it all over the next day and so if you spend too much time doing that um you know you won't have any more day left but freshness but yeah yeah so anyway but that's that's uh that's what i do cool what about you have you you found ways to to cope Uh, well i i I vocalize it like you say like i i usually will say i'm having a panic attack i'll let everyone in the room know (laughs) i'm having a panic attack why i don't know don't worry. I'll breathe through it. It'll be gone. So breathing, I yeah. guess, huh? Well, I mean, I don't I don't like put a lot of focus on my breathing. We've talked about this before. But yeah, some couple deep breaths, usually just to just to ground you. And and like yeah. a couple deep breaths will pull you out of whatever chaos you're in into the moment yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, well. This has been good. This was long. We talked for a while. Yeah, it was. I, yeah, we went down some roads that wasn't planned. Well, that's kind of what I wanted this to become. We we don't need to yeah. have it all planned out all the time. No, we don't. See, and that that see that always makes me nervous because then I go down roads that I'm like I don't know that uh, I thought thought it out enough. But you know what? That's uh, spontaneity might be good. Yeah, this is open lines. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll talk next week. I don't know what okay. we'll talk about, but I'm sure. Oh man, I got ideas. All right. And if it's anything like this week, I'm sure it'll be it'll lead to something else. Yeah. That'll be awesome. I hope so. <laughs> because I because <laughs> man, everything is so uh topic based. It's nice to just kind of roam for a little while. Yeah. Alright, man. Okay, man. I'll uh, talk to you next week. Okay. And Sounds we'll good. talk to all of you next week. That's right. Got killed by ten
Jersey. Six.